Hey, got a good joke for you. <clears throat> What's the best part of sex with a transvestite? Reaching around and pretending it went all the way through. <laughs> Bye. You know, I don't want to be all judgmental, you know, but this is sick. It's sick and wrong. Listen, living, listening to Synchronon. Sick and wrong. Yes, you're listening to Synchronon. The Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. God, what a bunch of scumbags. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. We're your host, D. Simon. I'm Harrison. Harrison, where you been all day? Uh, you know, you told me you had all this stuff going on. We're supposed to do the show at five. Have you been at the Angry Birds movie and just not telling me? Like, yes. Did you take a bunch of PCP and go see Angry Birds? You know my my continual campaign against against these pigs. You know, <laughs> I can't rest. I can't rest. These pigs. That's that's yeah. that's you blame your mm. your station in life because of the fucking pigs from Angry Birds. No, that is not in fact the case. I've been you know teetering on the. Uh, ephemeral abyss where men become things and things in turn men okay all right is this yeah. like a a is this like are these like code words for the vintage postcard show that you're going to is this it, like another way of saying i was at a vintage postcard show it's quite something you know <laughs> well it's, what is it's, that it's a veritable who's who of softly muttering mole people clutching their manifestos as they sell you like old racist postcards and pictures of like, you know, pinheads and freaks and whatever. Is this like an annual thing? I went once before. Like I don't last know. Last year? Yeah. And it's, and it's in, uh, you said it was in like a Glendale's Community College or something? Once a fortnight upon the, si- <laughs> the winter solstice. Yeah, it's in Glendale. It's great. I mean, it's just a bunch of weirdos selling old fucking postcards and shit. So it's almost like, so are you a postcard collector? No. Like a, like, a, like a stamp collector? No, I'm just a weird guy. And you just want to go yeah. mingle with other weirdos? You know, there's, there's like, they're old, like weird 19th century postcards that you would send like an emoji or something. Like, I'm sad I can't come out today. And you'd send this postcard that has like a sad little girl on it. So this is before, way before texting. Yes. That's what you do. So the postcard mm-hmm. is supposed to convey the same emotion as that little um, thumbs up, little hand thing, or, yeah. the, or the frowning, smiley face. Look, thing. I have one. It's like a guy, like uh, you know, embracing a woman, and it says, "You didn't ask, just take it." <laughs> that sounds kind of rapey. Yeah, well, it's you know, it's a it's a prime example of uh, the of a vintage the, postcard, the yeah. rape culture inherent in a Victorian hmm. society today. So, did you pick up any postcards? Yes. You did? All right. I got Lionel the Lion Face Boy. I got a photo of Lionel the Lion Face Boy, a freak from the freak show from the Oh, 30s. so they have like, uh, they like have all Todd sorts Browning. Of kind of, I'd love to check this out. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Nobody listens to me. Nobody wants to go. I, you don't, no, wait, none of your friends wanted to go to this. Well, there were two that had agreed, but by the time, you know, uh, by the time I, I contacted them, one of them lost his phone, and then the other one's like, ah, she didn't get back to me till five, you know, so... Hmm. A whole thing. 
I was worried because I was like, you know, I haven't heard from Harrison all day. And then I was thought, like, it, it, the first thing that came to mind is like, I bet you he's loitering around the parking lot of the Hollywood Bowl trying to pick up chicks that are going to the Cure show. Is that tonight? It's tonight. There's mm. the Cure show at the Hollywood Bowl. You know, that's probably going to be the epicenter of goth culture, L.A. goth culture. Um, all the goths are going to like, it's like going to Mecca pilgrimage to go see fat Robert Smith. Yeah, or it's going to be like fucking 50-something moms, you know, who grew up on The Cure in the 80s. No, I've, I've, been, I've been following this on Facebook. It's okay. like every goth chick in L.A. is mm. like, oh, I can't wait to get to The Cure. You know, have you seen a picture of Robert Smith recently? Uh, yes. I remember when uh, in the 90s, mm. quoting Henry Rollins here from his spoken word thing, he said Robert Smith reminded him of a fat, sobbing clown. If you look at Robert Smith now, who said this? Henry Rollins. Okay, yeah. If you look at uh, Robert Smith now, mm. he's like an obese, sobbing clown. He's he's a big guy. Yeah, he gained a lot of weight over the years. That's well, why I, well, I could imagine mean, how active he is on stage. The, it's easy to throw stones when you're a glass house, you know. That is Henry Rollins, <laughs> uh, basically a man, a neck muscle that grew a brain. You know, <laughs> that's pretty Somehow. much yeah, yeah. a tattooed neck muscle. Yeah. That grew a brain. You know what? Have you ever read his um, his uh, self-aggrandizing column he has in the L.A. Weekly? No. no. I, I like Rollins. I, I wasn't I a don't. big fan of Rollins band. Yeah. I did like his spoken word was entertaining. Ugh. Did you ever get to see that? No, I've heard I some point in the 90s. You had to hear it somewhere. I don't know. I think they played it in the, in the Dwayne Reed or the Rite Aid or something. But yeah, I heard it at some point. But it's just like. I don't like heroin because, and then I was in Thailand and they kept trying to sell me children for sex. And I was like, what? You know, <laughs> he's, he's done some interesting things. Like I, I remember a tale he told of uh, being upstaged by Iggy Pop at some festival. It was entertaining. Um, but the, the thing is with him, he comes across as so preachy. It's just self-righteous. Yeah. And that's it, why it, like he's the bad. Rollins band. Yeah. That's why he's bad. Well, the Rollins, man, I just couldn't get into. Yeah. Even though I would say on many points, I'm, I'm like-minded with Rollins. I agree with him on many things, especially his, his uh, taste in music for the most part. The only people who don't drink that I trust are recovered alcoholics. Did, well, did he never drink? Was he straight edge forever? Or did he go through? I think he went through a period. Yeah, and then he's like, oh, I'm not going to. You then know. he met Ian Mackay from Fugazi. I like, have to keep Fugazi. it pure, bro. No, he met yeah. Ian Mackay from Fugazi, and he was just like, you can't drink if you hang out with me. Yeah. He's like, okay, all right, settle down. <laughs> I always thought those yeah. guys, they just have one beer, yeah. you'd be fine. We all had the fucking blue record when we were goddamn fucking 13, dude. You know? <laughs> we know. We know your whole deal. Thank you. All right, hypothetically speaking. Yeah. Let's say you lost your penis in a horrible car accident, and the only penis that you could get was Henry Rollins' penis. Would you get a transplant of Henry Rollins' penis? I'd get whatever, you know, whatever's available. <laughs> you, but I mean, what, okay, would you get like, I'm trying to, the, the guy from Nickelback, Chad Kroger's penis, you'd take his penis? Or the dude from uh, Limp Biscuit, if that, that guy's penis is the only penis available? You don't have to like a, a man's oove to, 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 Stitch his penis onto yours. Yeah, but th you're going to have a piece of. That's a homework. Well, I'm, I'm trying you. to. I'm trying to think of the guy. What's the guy's name from Limp Biscuit? Fred you know, Durst. Fred. Okay. I Fred want to say. Durst. I always want to say Robert Durst, the murderer. 
<laughs> I get the two mixed yeah, up. Yeah. Um, I wish I actually wish it was the other way around. Mm. Um, but uh, Fred Durst. Fred you know, Durst. I have I have friends of mine who are lesbians, and they dress like Fred Durst, and they say they have to because there's no dating for lesbians is really hard. So you really have to throw it out there that you're a lesbian. Therefore, you have to dress like Fred Durst. Fred Durst looks like a lesbian. Yes. Like if you see that guy down the street, I would check for breasts because I'd be like, maybe that's a woman, maybe that's a man. Um, I can't really tell. It's like that androgynous uh, male lesbian. Yes. It's, it's kind of what, uh, with a baseball hat, you know, backwards. Still, uh, still kind of. <laughs> I've never understood that music. The other day, actually, I was at a show at the uh, Whiskey. It was about, I guess, about a month ago. Yeah. Uh, but there was a band that opened up for. Uh, have you ever heard of Metalachi, the metal mariachi? No. They're novelty, but they're okay. entertaining at least. But the band that opened up, and this is why I hate the Whiskey. It's pay to play. So all the bands that open are bands that have paid to be there, mm. and they're and so you get like some of the most terrible acts you'll ever see. But this right. one was from like Altadena. And uh, these guys were just basically Limp Bizkit. Like they, they were doing, they had a guy with like a skull mask on the on the turntables. And then a guy that was like a fat dude with a baseball hat that was like, yo, 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 like in the crowd. And I was thinking, God, you guys are almost like, what, 17 years too late? Yeah. Who listens to that music anymore? I don't know. And how is Kid Rock still successful? I don't even know. Fred Durst is like, you know, hiding, selling, you know, vintage postcards in Glendale. But yet Kid Rock can just walk, walk the streets free, free from pain and free from outrage. You know, it just he did that. He did that denigration. Thing, that I don't understand it. Sweet home Alabama fucking uh, werewolves of London thing. Like travesty. I don't know what that was. Okay. Kid Rock dies in a horrible car accident. Yeah. Donates his penis to science. That's the penis you have to choose from. Fred Durst or Kid Rock? Whose would it be? Again, or would you just choose to be an amputee? No, I would choose... Um, you don't get... So I go with Kid Rock because Kid Rock's more successful. <laughs> you know? I don't know if I'd want Kid Rock... Okay. I don't know if I'd want Kid Rock's syphilitic penis okay, that's attached good, to my body. It's a fair point. Well, it wouldn't have even gotten the donor pool, buddy. You know? Yeah, I guess Come that's on. true. So the reason I'm talking about penis transplants is because I think... Within the next probably 10 to 15 years, after they perfected the penis transplant surgery, we're, we're going to be able to get a vanity penis. I think, I think we will be able to choose or possibly grow a new penis that we could have transplanted onto our bodies. Hmm. It's a thing. Uh, that, so this past week, a man received the first penis transplant ever done in the U.S. Hmm. Yeah. Did you hear about this guy? I did hear about this guy. Yes. A 64-year-old man named Thomas Manning. A bank courier from Halifax, Massachusetts, underwent a 15-hour transplant operation um, to transplant a penis from a deceased donor onto his body. He has huh. a corpse penis. Right. That's well, a, I mean, they kept it, a, you know. They kept well, I'm it sure it was on yeah. ice, but it's yeah. still a penis of a corpse. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, what if it had, like, a mind of its own? We keep the penises on ice. Uh, yeah, I mean, there are many, there are many short, terrible horror stories with that, with that premise. Dave. This whole thing too, with uh, you know, the organ coming from a deceased donor. Wouldn't you want to be like, can I pick it out? Yeah, because I want an animated hentai penis that's all pixelated. You know, <laughs> just that's... a pixelated penis. Yeah, yeah, that's what I want. I would want to look and be like, you know, I want a penis bigger than the one that was amputated. Right. Like, why not? I mean, if you get to choose one. 
And what, you know, and it'd be funny, you know, if you get one that's uncircumcised, being circumcised. Ooh, yeah. Like, oh, what's this thing? You know? <laughs> be like, doctor, doctor, yeah. stop it. Don't put it on yet. It's like the weird water balloon snake. I don't like it. I don't like it. I wonder I wonder if that's like if if they finally after like years, you know, it takes like mm. a year to go find a penis that would that would be suitable cuz it has to match your blood type, your skin tone. Don't you have to wash the inside of the foreskin when you if you have foreskin? Yeah, yeah, smegma. Yeah. It's it's that's that's the whole thing. I'd be like a uh, doctor that 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 one's uncircumcised. I can barely deal with my hair, you know? <laughs> I I'd be I'd be fucked. Yeah, women love smegma. That's like a thing yeah. that turns the ladies on. Woo. Uh, but yeah, you know, I'd, I'd like to, if I'm going to actually go through a procedure like this, I'd like to be able to choose at least. I don't think this Why guy was Why is there a, a Yiddish word for something that the Yids will never, ever fucking see? I don't think smegma is a Yiddish word. No? No. Oh. It's, a, it's, a, it's like a medical term for a cheese-like substance that's, that... that uh, propagates underneath your foreskin. Well, that's the most fucking Yiddish-sounding, non-Yiddish <laughs> word I've ever heard. I think if it was a Yiddish word, it'd be like schmegma. What do you got, schmegma now? Yeah, yeah, schmegma. Right, schmegma down there? It's a Greek, it's a Greek word. It's yeah. a Greek, what, where does yeah. it come from? We're about to learn something, people. From the Greek, soap, okay? Yeah, really? Schmegma is soap? Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's just a weird word to be like, I mean, why don't you just call it like, you know, dick fuzz or something. In or... females, it collects around the clitoris and in the folds of the labia minora. You know, I've, I've been down there before and I thought I'd see something. D, come downstairs and light the labia minora. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, uh, the, the, the uh, transplant happened this, this past week. Uh, the doctor here, Dr. Curtis Centrulo, said, We're cautiously optimistic. Right. Um, it's uncharted waters for us, which would be a little disconcerting for me because I'd be like, Okay, I understand you guys haven't done this, but could you have practiced on a pig or a dog or something before you're uh, you're doing it to me? But hey, you know, you know, what's the worst that can happen? They chop it off. Yeah, I mean, you already don't have a dick, so I mean, right. you know, What do you have to lose? It doesn't. Yeah. Uh, if all goes as planned, normal urination should be possible for Mr. Manning within a few weeks, and sexual function may occur in a few months. Hmm. So this is kind of an interesting hypothetical. What would you do? If you just had this penis attached, you um, haven't had a penis for like five years. You mm -hmm. just got this thing attached. You want to give it a test run. Would you call up a girl that you're good friends with and ask her to help you out with it? Or yes. would you get a hooker? I'd probably try to get a friend-ish situation, you know? But how would, that, that would just be weird. Yeah, no, it's, it's always weird. A Franken penis is weird. <laughs> There's no getting around that. Jesus Christ. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. A hooker you know? has to deal with, a, with your penis regardless. If it's a micro penis, a Franken penis. Well, I have yet to... Uh, an uncircumcised heathen dog penis. Yeah, I mean, I have yet to purchase a hooker's services, so I don't have a frame of reference for that. I think I would go to a hooker before I like call up a yeah. friend, of, like a friend with benefits. So for that really delicate situation, you want some broad looking at her fucking watch, the smoking whole time? a menthol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you put it in yet? Yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I can't feel yeah. anything. She's talking on the phone. She's like, yeah, I think he's one of them Frankenstein's. I don't know. She's texting her pimp. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So you know, Mr. Manning is uh, cautiously optimistic, although he did say. That uh, he's not quite ready to take a look at the transplant. Hmm. He says he's not ready to do it. He's he's psychologically preparing himself, which is the which is completely the opposite of my reaction. Right. I'd be like, I want to see this thing. I mean, if you haven't had a dick for five years. 
Would you want to see it? That must be the worst because you probably get the phantom limb shit. Oh, like yeah, the phantom God. erection, you know? It means like you're trying to grab it and there's just nothing there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Harry yeah. Potter and the phantom erection. <laughs> Most disappointing wank of all time. Yeah. Um, he'll have to take several anti-rejection drugs for the rest of his life. Um, a couple of them to speed up nerve regeneration and uh, help restore function to the transplant. And I think but, you have to take, um, like, uh, what is it? It's anti-immune drugs or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the... Because um, you, you don't want your body to reject it. Right. I'm always concerned that I'm going to need hair plugs at some point, so I'm always reading about <laughs> it, you know? Uh, the cost of this procedure is between fifty dollars to $75,000. But the hospitals are paying for this because they're experimental. And only worldwide, only two other penis transplants have ever been reported. Yeah. Just kind of weird that there'd be others that aren't reported. Oh, so the hospital pays for it. Well, in this mm. case, the hospital and the doctors are donating their time. That's like when I used to get my dental work done at the dental school. You went to student dentist. Oh yeah, that you you're a brave man, Harrison. Oh, it was rough, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm scared of going to a regular dentist. It, it's the the same amount of pain, just for about three times as long. Yeah, because it's someone yeah. who's who's done this, who's either just learned how to do the procedure or has done it a couple times. My body is a roadmap of pain. <laughs> uh, so there's only been two penis transplants that have been uh, reported. A mm. failed one in China in 2006. Apparently this guy got it done and then it, his body rejected it. And a successful one in South Africa two years ago in 2014. And this guy, this recipient, actually fathered a child. Hmm. So um, All right. there you go. Uh, this this guy, uh, the, 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 the successful transplant in uh, South Africa, this dude was 21 years old. He lost it due to a botched circumcision. <sighs> like they had to amputate his penis because of a botched circumcision. It became gangrene. Isn't that the premise behind... But- Behind Hedwig and the Angry Inch or something? That was a, I think that was a botched circumcision. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Ugh, terrible. Um, but a penis transplant can be life-saving. And uh, we were talking about this uh, uh, before we started the show here. Would you want to live How can it be life-saving? without a dick? How can it be life-saving? Because you commit suicide. I mean, it's Is like, that really the only source you have for it being life-saving is... It says, given yourself? the psychological toll, oh, a okay. penis transplant can be life-saving. And that's, a, that's what I was saying. It's like, would you want to live if you didn't have a dick? Like, if you lost your dick in a horrible accident. Ask not for whom the psychological phantom penis tolls for. Yeah, I don't know. I, I wouldn't, I, you know, I would be probably the most bitter misanthrope that that's ever existed. I don't know. I've always kind of had the weird kind of uh, you know Rimbaud whims and to 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 just let go of the the physical and 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 join the ephemeral, you know, and just like yeah. I'm going to read Proust and sit around and take laudanum, you know, or whatever. Your intellectual aspirations are last about two weeks before you yeah. realize you can't jerk off anymore, and mm. you try to grab that phantom penis, and there's just nothing there. And then you'd become very bitter, even more bitter than you are now. Or I'd be like, you know, I'd have walls full of paintings that I painted, and you know, I, I'd have <laughs> built trying a to bookcase. Sublimate yeah, all I, that sexual energy, all the stuff, all the time wasted, jerking off, no more. Dude, you, know? you would be an arch villain. You'd move to Skull Island. You'd amass an army. Yeah, and then uh, I don't know. You'd have to fight James Bond or something. I mean, I could barely live now. You know, if I was missing things, Jesus Christ, people. 
Yeah, then there's just no reason. At yeah. least you can jack off. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, no matter how horrible your life is, I can still go on to porn, you know, go on the internet, look at some porn and have a wink. Yeah. You know, that's like my last bastion of humanity. It's like, if I want to, I can go at least jack off. Yeah. It's like one single source of pleasure I have in my life. And if that's taken away, then what? You have a cat, I guess. You ever, you ever meet these people who are just, who are just dead set on cheering you up or solving your problem and they're like you're like oh i'm depressed and they're like they're like oh come on it's not that bad look at that guy over there he's got no legs <laughs> and and now i'm looking at a guy with no legs and now i'm even more depressed thanks thanks friend you know well it's that that whole thing of like at least you're not that guy you know? I, yeah that, i mean that gives you a whole two seconds worth of uh satisfaction <laughs> you know before you move on with your fucking day so for now uh the doctor's saying that transplants, penis transplants, transplants will be limited to cancer and trauma patients and will not be offered to transgendered people. Okay. But the trans people always get screwed. Can't go, can't go to a bathroom of your choice. Can't get a dick transplant. I don't even know how that would, you know, at least if you had a penis and lost it, there's the stuff for it to connect to, right? Yeah, I guess they're that. Well, don't they like uh, enlarge, like connect it to your clitoris somehow? I don't know, but it just—it it seems yeah. like a rush job. I don't know. It seems like a like hmm. clarinet reads in gum or something. I don't know because you—it's you just kind of putting it up there, you know, and just thinking like, oh, okay, it's yeah. gonna work. But although I think a lot of transgender people get uh, they get a penis. Like when uh, you think you can tape a fucking frame on the wall, you know, you can't. You got to put a nail in there. You got to do it. You, know? <laughs> you can't just duct tape it to the wall. Yeah. Uh, so Mr. Manning uh, had an accident at work, workplace accident. That's what brought him to the hospital in 2012. Heavy equipment had fallen on him, causing severe injuries. Yeah. So he went in there to get uh, operated on. Doctors treating him saw an abnormal growth on his penis that he had not noticed previously. Turned out it was an aggressive and potentially fatal cancer. Woo! So uh, in order to save his life, doctors said they'd have to remove... You know, 75% of his penis in an operation called a partial penectomy, which is probably the worst uh, term you, uh, you'll ever yeah. hear coming out of a doctor's mouth. Well, it's only partial. I'd be like, you know what, dude? Just mm. I'll choose cancer. Yeah. Let me go get a bunch of hookers, some cocaine. You, though, if that happened, I would be like, take the balls, too. Because maybe that changes your, you know, maybe it, you're just oh, like. Oh, yeah, because then uh, you won't have the sexual maybe uh, energy. Maybe it, it'll turn you into Jessington Bear. And you're just like, I don't care for these shenanigans. You just you be know? a eunuch. Yeah. Just walking around like just like a Ken doll. Because there is... There no is, genitalia. There is kind of a part of me that's just kind of disgusted with human filth. You hmm. know? Just like the... Like, I, I I want to have sex. Like in a eugenic sort of way? No, no, like no. You want to, okay. No, I don't want to cleanse entire <laughs> ethnicities. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about just... Male, female, the the groin region, kind of nasty. So wait, are you, are you are you saying that you you have uh, it's it's disconcerting to to think about two genitals smashing together? No, repeatedly? but it's, it's never really that clean, you know. And it's like, well, you do uh, eliminate from there. I mean, you eliminate waste from that that, right. that area. Yeah, and it's like, um, what's that thing a bird has where? It's like a cloacula or something. Oh, a cloaca. Cloaca. And did, do birds have cloacas? They do. I thought that was a fish. I it's thought birds. fish had cloacas. I think fish do too. 
So you're saying, but the thing is with the cloaca, it's like yeah. your sexual, your reproduction occurs there along with your waste elimination. Yeah. No, that, that is not the case with humans. I don't know why I brought that up. Yeah, I was about but, to say, I don't know who you're fucking. Unrelated. Um, <clears throat> Big Bird. <laughs> Hello. And I still don't know what gender Big Bird is. I, I've never known. And I don't care. And but I Do you support, make your sex partners dress up in a Big Bird outfit? I support his right or her right to be a fucking giant bird. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. You know? I'm not on trial here. No, but... <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. There's something kind of gross about just human germs and things like that. And when I have sex, I'm shutting, I'm compartmentalizing the part of my brain that thinks like that, the Howard Hughes part of my brain. I'm compartmentalizing that because I'm good at compartmentalization. This is coming from someone who has probably one of the most filthiest apartments I've ever seen. That's just because you're like... You know. Yeah, but I'm saying I, you know, I. You're the neatest fucking. Hetero, I'm a neat person. Guy I've ever I, no, okay. fucking dealt with. I'm tidy. Ever dealt with? I am tidy. Yeah. I like things organized. I don't like clutter. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, sure, she, you, you took a shower today, right? Okay, great. I'll uh, have oral sex with you. Mm-hmm. Like that. That's fine for me as long as she's like, okay, I took a shower. It's like in, in my mind, okay, that's fine. Like I'm not sitting there going down like, oh my god, this is a, Do you a haven her? of bacteria. You ask her. I'm assuming when mm. I when I see her, it's like she, you know, I'll, I'll see her. She smells good. Mm. I'm assuming she probably took a shower. Yeah, she's a woman. Women do tend to do that. I mean, I, you know, but I'm a man of many contradictions. You know, <laughs> Jesus was a crossmaker, and as Jesus was a crossmaker, I am also a man that has shot heroin with puddle water. So you know, yeah, that's true. Six in one, half dozen in the other. So Mr. Manning here was left with a stump about an inch long. That's an angry inch right there. Yeah. He had to sit to urinate. Intimacy was out of the picture. He was single and not involved when the cancer was found. Oof. How old is this guy? He's 64. After the amputation, though, he said new relationships were unthinkable. I wouldn't go near anybody. And I was thinking about that. Now, that's kind of, that would be slightly awkward. You you just had your member amputated. Right. And uh, let's say you were dating a girl. You know, obviously... You'd probably bring that up. It's just kind of an awkward thing to say. Like, I mean, would you, t- would you tell a girl? Like, are you required to tell some, like, disclose that kind of information? Like, if you have a no. micro penis. No. Like, I would just be like, surprise. Yeah. You know, I'm really good at oral or I'm good with my fingers. No, but it's, if it works, it, it looks cool. It's Frankenstein, you know? This is the stump, though. It's the like kids, an inch long. The kids love Frankenstein, don't they? I don't know. You know? I'm just saying, it's like, yeah. is there like some unspoken law that if you have a deformed penis or there's something, you know, aberrant about your genitalia, do you have to disclose that before? Like, I understand if you have some hideous uh, venereal disease, you could be like, yeah, you know, I got a herpes outbreak going on right now. I don't want to, you should probably should go down there. But if you have like a deformed penis, do you have to tell the girl? Only if it has its own face like Edward Mordrake. <laughs> And it can speak and, and, and utter things. Then, yes, you have to tell them. Hello. Yeah. How are you? <laughs> that sounds like Ted Cruz. Yeah. Um, so Manning was stunned that the, uh, the whole procedure uh, uh, went so smoothly. And happened so quickly, like the whole thing. It took like three years, but uh, you know, and there was like, you know, it took three three years. He was on a wait list, and as soon as they found a donor with the right blood type and skin tone. Which is interesting that they'd actually match a skin tone. Right. Um, as if that matters. 
a couple weeks later, it's like, okay, we're ready to go. And so, yeah, he was stunned that it happened so fast. And That uh, doesn't sound fast at all. That sounds like three well, years and several weeks. Three years of preparation. Yeah. It only took know. the operation 12 hours. <laughs> like, like, what are, what's wrong with this um, guy? The doctor credits New England Organ Bank, which asked families mm. of some of the dying patients to consider organ donation. Uh, apparently, they don't tend to ask if they can have your penis, though. They assume you're like kidneys, livers, you know, lungs, that kind of thing. Right. But when it comes to like intimate parts, they tend not to ask the family about that. Those requests are made separately. Um, well, just so you know, my um, my paper on Edward Mordrake penis syndrome will be up for <laughs> peer review in uh, this month's copy of New England Journal of Medicine. So check that out, guys. I'll have to take a look at that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I wouldn't be opposed to donating my penis. Why not? What, what, donate it. What's your problem? No, I'm just saying. It's like they're saying a Jerry lot, of, Orbach got a lot eyes. of families, but a lot of families are like, no, we, you can't have his penis. Like, why not? I mean, it's just, it's, yeah. take my, I do, do you donate your organs? Yes. I am an organ donor as well, yeah. even though I can't imagine anyone wanting either one of our organs. No. Um, but hey, if you want my, uh, you know, Jewish circumcised penis. I have, I have a, a part of my beard hair that's just, if, when it grows out, that's just stained brown from tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> like permanently. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, at least Manning has his life back here. He says, if I'm lucky, I'll get 75% of what I used to be. Before the surgery, I was 10%. Then it made no promises. That was part of the deal. So he's got a good attitude about it. I don't know, man. 30, 40 years ago, that guy would be checking out. Well, yeah, that's you what I'm know? saying. He would be an arch villain. No, you know? I mean, he'd be checking out. He'd be, like, dead oh, well, within 10 cancer. years. Yeah, well, probably cancer. Because, but now, like, people live... These baby boomers, they're going to live for fucking ever, you know? Well, this made me think... They live forever! Well, this made me think about... They're uh, spry at their age. About, you know, vanity surgery, cosmetic surgery. Right. Do you think after they perfected this procedure, that penis transplants have become, you know, uh, run-of-the-mill, do you think people will be like, yeah, I feel my penis is kind of small, I want to get a larger one, and they'll just, you know, become a vanity procedure. That's going to cost 50 grand, but hey, who cares? I'll get like a 10-inch cock. Uh, I mean, it's very possible. It's also completely insane because to elect to have unnecessary surgery that requires breast implants, though, anesthesia is is insane. On some yeah, level. but I mean, look at all these women getting breast implants or uh, or you know labioplasty, right? Labioplasty. It's a you know, I mean, which is also kind of absurd. But you know, a bird that. in the hand. Well, my whole thing you know, is a cloaca in the hand is worth uh, <laughs> I think, a penis on the operating table. I think the corpse penis is a bit of a deterrent. Yeah, like the, the fact that you have to like graft a corpse's penis onto your body is something that I think would probably give people pause. I mean, you'd really have to dislike your penis. To, yeah, to, I mean, like, to yeah. risk getting a new one. But, right. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, 20 years from now, when this is just commonplace, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, yeah, your penis will be fine. It's just a procedure. It takes about 10 minutes. We just clamp a new yeah. one on there. Look, I like my penis, but I don't know. I've always seen myself in more of a Filipino man's penis. <laughs> I would just get a black man's cock. Why not? That could just go full on Frankenstein, you know? <laughs> Although, okay, put it this way. If you're deterred by the corpse penis, mm. what if doctors perfected this procedure where you could grow a penis out of your thigh, out of your own, you know, 
bodily material. And it's, it takes about a year. You got a dick growing out of your thigh. Then they just chop it off and stick it on. Would you do that? I would, but I'm also suspicious because I think that's how Spider-Man ended up fighting the lizard. Oh, yeah. He regenerated, didn't he? Yeah. Hmm. Well, anyway, um, these advancements in medical technology um, are fascinating. I am wondering, and, and that's the thing. It's like right now we're talking about this. Oh, you know, we're, we're um, you know, questioning whether or not this will be like a procedure that people will, will adopt. Like this will mm. be commonplace. Guarantee it will be, though. We live in a vain culture, a vain society. Look at the plastic surgery that we people do. do on a regular basis. Yeah. If they actually perfect a procedure where you can get a larger dick, I, I could see I could see many wealthy Americans taking advantage of that. But what do you think the odds are of like, we're sorry, sir. You know, like something goes wrong and then you got nothing. You know, that's insane. <sighs> then you're an arch villain. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's ridiculous. That's thing. I, I, I don't think it's worth a risk. I'd rather have no. a, you know, a four inch dick. Jesus Christ. Who cares? Know? Get a sports car. Fuck you. <laughs> People's episode 533 here is sick and wrong. Um, we have some great stories coming up next. Uh, we also have some phone calls to get to in a bit. Uh, before we get to that, here's a new offer from AdamandEve.com involving a device called a clit bumper. Go to AdamandEve.com and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. When you select your one free item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs plus a free exclusive gift. And to top it all off, they'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And what's that free exclusive gift? It's the Clit Bumper, the ideal pleasure ring for couples. He'll love the way this love ring lets him stay harder, longer. It increases the strength of orgasm, and she'll love the way the pleasure nubs thrill her sweet spots. The unique bumper stimulates her clitoris, and it's soft and stretchy for a comfortable fit. The Clit Bumper's made of premium silicone, it's waterproof, and it's compatible with all water-based lubes. Use code DIDDLE at checkout. That's D-I-D-D-L-E at adamandeve.com. A Louisiana lawmaker proposed and withdrew a weight limit for strip club dancers. Hmm. Yeah, this happened uh, this past week, and the guy, the guy caught a lot of flack for it. He was making a joke. Um, I find it kind of funny, but he, uh, he got some sharp rebukes from his colleagues here. So this happened in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. A lawmaker withdrew an amendment proposing to limit exotic dancers to a maximum of 160 pounds. <laughs> um, and yeah, and suffered some, uh, some sharp rebukes from his colleagues. Why do you need a law? Well, what he was trying to do was poke fun of, of a uh, over-regulatory law that they were passing about strippers. Ah. So in uh, Representative Walt Leaguer, a Democrat from New Orleans here, uh, brought a bill that would require exotic dancers at strip clubs to be at least 21 years of age. Hmm. And so he brought this to the House. And so because of this, this uh, Representative Kenneth Harvard here, who's a Republican, surprise, surprise, then proposed an amendment to the bill that would have required strippers to be between the ages of 21 and 28 and shall be no more than 160 pounds in weight. So this guy is basically you if you went to law school. Like... (laughs) No, no, no. I, I, I really have faith that the uh, irony will come through the legal language. I really do. All I'm saying, I don't yeah. think this is that this amendment is that out of line. It's like, if would you would you have qualms about strippers being less than 160 pounds? Well, first of all, you can't make that a law because it's illegal. And second of all, 
strip club managers are going to do whatever the fuck they want anyway. So what the fuck? Well, if it's a law that you can't hire a 20-year-old dancer, well, then they can be... Uh, Wait, I thought it's you penalties. can't hire someone over 160 pounds, isn't that No, the law? what the law is, oh. and this is the amendment that was being uh, yeah. brought to the... The bill that was being brought to the floor right. is strippers had to be at least 21. So so right now, I mean, strippers here oh, could be 18. Fine. Sure, yeah. You know, 19. And so this guy's like, you know, if we're going to regulate that, then why not say strippers have to be between 21 and 28 and weigh less than 160 pounds? Mm. But how are these 19-year-old girls going to pay for their heroin? That's what I'm saying. You know? Or, uh, or pay for their baby daddy. <laughs> yeah. Baby daddy's heroin. You got to think about the economy. So after he uh, proposed this amendment, which is amazing that the guy would even propose this amendment. Yeah. I understand that he's joking about it, but at the same time, look who he has to deal with. He's going to be in for a fright when he opens his Twitter account. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Nancy Landry here, a representative from Lafayette, called it offensive. Um... Julie Stokes, a Republican from Kenner, Louisiana, ended the ensuing chuckling in the chamber by calling the amendment an example of sexism in the male-dominated legislature. Hmm. She says, I've got to say, looking out over this body, I've never been more repulsed to be a part of it. Right. It's a, it's a guy's club. I mean, look at this. That's what uh, these... I mean, get, think about it. These guys are probably all going to vote for Trump. Right. I bet you Trump would pass a law like this. And this, this. woman who, who is, is saying this is probably a swamp witch because it's Louisiana. <laughs> you know? Isn't everybody a swamp witch there, I think? Well, I think most, uh, most women who are uh, state legislators are Or some kind of Cajun uh, alligator-human hybrid, you know? Uh, Harvard said that his amendment was meant to be taken as a joke. He says it was a poke at overregulating everything. When are we going to stop? It was aimed at both men and women. I can't strip either. I'm overweight. Nice try to backpedal there. It's a little too late, buddy. In in section 4A, 7B, you can see here that I put the sticks lyrics <laughs> into the bill. Come on. The bill minus the amendment passed 96 to 0. So uh, now strippers have to be above the age of 21 in Louisiana. Yeah. Which I, th I think that's kind of unfair, actually. Yeah, I mean, what, what are the fucking employment prospects in Louisiana right now? That's what I'm saying. It's swamp like witch. Waffle House. Waffle House, yeah. Swamp Witch. That's about it. Yeah. That's it. So Cannibal you know. woman. So strippers are going to be leaving <laughs> in mass, going to Vegas. Um... This next story here came in from Justin. Justin says, I could see D doing this for $1,000. All right. So, um, I could the, see you doing a lot of things for $1,000. Yeah, same with me. I don't know mm. about this, though. On okay. the most recent episode of Botched, have you ever heard of this show, Botched? No. It's a show about uh, surgery, but surgery that went awry. An American gambler slash magician, he's a gambler magician, named Brian Zembeck told the following story. He's a gambler magician? Gambler slash magician. Oh. He does a little bit of both. He gambles, does some magic, makes some money, goes back to gambling. <sighs> Whatever it's Donovan. It's a vicious cycle. All right. Uh, sometime in 1997, he was having dinner with his gambler slash sadist friends. So he hangs out with a bunch of sadists. That's what it says in the article. Well, I think he's making a joke. But okay. yeah, gambler right. slash sadist friends okay. in Europe, when one of them bet him $100,000 that he would not get breast implants. <laughs> he says, I assume they thought that their gambler magician friend was more magician than gambler. But no, it was the other way around. He took him up on the offer. And so, yeah, he actually went to a plastic surgeon who happened to also be a gambler. And, uh, yeah, ended up getting breasts. Hmm. Breast implants. And he uh, claimed his $100,000 
and he still has the breast implants to this day. It's like almost 20 years later. I say, Reginald, <laughs> I shall bet the 800 pounds, which is my entire dowry of sterling, pound, of sterling silver, I, I will bet that that Sir Langstrom over there won't get this penis implant. Like, this is, this is the kind of things people do. Reminds me of trading places. Yeah. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, like, that's crazy. Nobody does. We have whiskey. It's like the, it's, it's like, uh, you know. I just can't Baron imagine. Any... and the fucking Sultan having the wagers, you know? Well, I think what happened here is they're probably getting drunk, and he's like, you know, I'll bet you 100 grand you wouldn't get breast implants. And then the guy's like, all right, I'll take you up on that. And then they forget about it. A couple years later, the guy actually goes out and does it. Mm. And then you're How like, how old are these men? You know, it doesn't say. Yeah, but I'm assuming they're probably at least like over forty. I'm assuming they're in their fifties, and the the white guys with way too much money. What do you think the guy's wife said? I mean, it makes sense though. Think about it. He's going to get a hundred grand. How much mm. do breast implants cost? Like eight grand. Yeah. So you pay eight thousand dollars, and then you get a hundred thousand dollars. Then you get right. to get you get them removed. Mm. I mean, it could be that hard to take them out. Yeah. Although this guy, you ever see the video of Richard Speck in prison? Wait, who's, who's Richard, Richard Speck? Speck was that guy in the 60s that murdered all those nurses. Oh, yeah. Um, no, I've never seen a picture of him. Uh, there, there's a video, actually, mm. of him in prison where he started going, uh, doing hormone therapy. Mm. And he's like this ugly, tall, you know, uh, goofy-looking white guy, but with breasts. Like, nice right. breasts, actually. I mean, they're, like, sizable, probably B or C cups. Right. And so all these inmates are, like, sitting there, like, snorting cocaine off his tits and, like, oh, yeah. And he's just hanging out in, like, some 80s shorts. I think he actually ended up dying of cancer. Mm. I don't know if it was breast cancer. But anyway, I was thinking the same thing. This guy um, kind of looks like Richard Speck. He's just got, a, you know, like, a, an impressive bust. But would you keep him? No. Why not? I'd keep him for at least a week. So wait, so he got them and then he got them removed right <laughs> no, away? No, he, he didn't remove them. He still has them. Oh, he still has them. He got $100,000. Yeah. So, uh... No, it'd be too weird. I, uh, You know, because then you get used to them and, you know, it becomes a whole thing. I wouldn't trust my friends to pay me. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, I remember in uh, high school, I, uh, there's this, there's this restaurant called The Red Lion. And it was like this shitty Coney dog place in Bay City, Michigan. Mm -hmm. But it had like two entrances. It had an entrance on either side. And it was on the corner of this intersection. And so my friends were like, I dare you to streak that place. Right. And we were all kind of drunk. And I was like, okay, how much? And they were going to pay me $80. So I was like, all right, cool, $80. I'll do it. So I got butt naked. And I ran into the restaurant. And I just kind of, I was literally in there maybe two seconds. I just kind of ran mm. right through it and ran out. I do remember one guy spitting out a piece of his uh, Coney Island dog and almost actually hit me. Right. But anyway, I ran out and my friends take off. They totally took off. Yeah, no. And so I'm like running down the street and I had to go hide behind a dumpster and get like a pizza box. It was like a very, very like John Hughes moment, actually. But anyway. You didn't see that coming. No, I didn't. I was wow. intoxicated. But to make, but to, to pour salt on the wound, they didn't pay me. And what am I going to do? That's that's a Welsh. That's a, a Welshman, isn't that where that word comes from? <laughs> I got the Welsh. Welsh. I got Welsh on that. The Welsh. The Welsh don't pay their the debts. But I mean, what am I going to do? Am I going to like you know hire some goons to beat up my friends for eighty bucks? 
That's like this guy. He's like, he makes his bet with his drunken friends for a hundred grand to go get a you pair just, of boobs. You just wait for a good opportunity to steal something of equal value. That's a good idea. Yeah. I think I got them back. I mm-hmm. can't remember what I did. But yeah. There's definitely some kind of retribution involved. But I'm just saying, I wouldn't trust my friends to pay me a hundred grand for getting boobs. I think they would just laugh their ass off. Right. And then not pay me. Yeah. And then what am I going to do? Like take them to small claims court? And then like, it's like you, you go back the next week and you're like, I did it, man. Check it out. I did it. Did what? <laughs> I got what, boobs. What, what are you talking about? Yeah, remember we made the wager? No, I don't remember anything. What that's you... the thing. Yeah. Because you're, you're wasted when you made the yeah. wager. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you know, you got to admire this guy's dedication. He's kept them for 20 years. Fucking white men. <laughs> Tell you. What do you have here? Oh, I got a cannibal woman in my shoes, a cannibal woman in my heart. So uh, the, the, somebody sends this in, who remains unnamed, saying, Harrison should be careful that this doesn't happen at his tranny hooker meth parties. Ooh, frequent occurrence at Harrison's house. Sir or ma'am, I assure you that my trans folk meth parties are all above board. Okay? <laughs> you don't have to worry about no cannibal women eating faces here. So here's what happened. Cannibal woman tried to eat friend's face and bit boyfriend and police officer in drug-fueled rampage. Yeah, sounds like a typical Thursday night at the yeah. Harrison household. Yeah. So it was a drug-fueled rampage, not a, not a Wheel of Fortune-fueled <laughs> rampage. If, in case you were, you know, not, not a Thai food-fueled rampage. Just, that can happen. Yeah, just stay on top of it. So a woman has been arrested for allegedly trying to eat her friend's face after she took a dangerous cocktail of drugs. Lindy Stewart, 37, is thought to have taken a mixture of cocaine and crystal meth before going on a rampage. What is that called? Like, you know how speedballs, what is cocaine and heroin? Yeah, and then... And then ecstasy and cocaine is what, candy flipping? Yeah, and then... Or ecstasy and heroin? Ecstasy and LSD. And LSD is candy flipping, And then um, heroin and meth is um, goofballs. Goofballs. So, So then what's cocaine and meth? Pointless? (laughs) <laughs> oh, it's it's uh, a waste of money. Rampage. It's yeah, rampage. I would call this rampage. Yeah. So, yeah, she was rested at her home in, wait for it, Newark. Whoa, I was about to say Florida. Yeah. No, no. Huh. No. Well, it's weird because I didn't even know, to be honest, I didn't even know they had meth in uh, New Jersey. There you go. I, you know, I was just in Jersey and I saw a lot of people that seem like they could have been on meth or at least look like they could have been on it's meth. It's just not usually in the Northeast because the, the population is too, is too, there's nowhere to cook it, you know, without people smelling it. It's too dense. It's yeah. Too like dense. you wouldn't be able to yeah. have like a trailer park. Yeah. Whereas in Florida, you have swamps. There's some weird cop. I think he's like a Bergen County cop detective that every comic convention I go to, I see him there dressed up as like a fucking Jedi. <laughs> and then he comes over to me and starts talking to me about... He's a cop? Yeah, he's a cop. Hmm. He just likes nerd bullshit. I don't know. Why does he come talk to you in particular? I don't know. And I try to just hold my tongue because I don't want to... I'm at a comic convention. I'm tired. There's like Pikachus everywhere. I don't want to deal with this. And he's like, yeah, so now they're giving out Narcane to these junkies. And, you know, anyone, we have to give it to the junkies when they overdose. So now they don't learn. How do you, what do you learn by dying? That's, that's, that's how you learn. You overdose and you die. <laughs> I, and I'm like, I literally want to fucking 
slit your throat with your own goddamn lightsaber. But I'm just going to sit here smiling and nodding. Anyway, that's, there's a little, 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 uh, a little aside there. Yeah, yeah. Does he at least buy one of your comics? A little ray of light into my life. Uh, yes. Okay, well, let's so, get that. Yeah. According to police, Stewart's friend Michael Maracle, I love that name, was found with a bleeding face. The drug-addled woman was being held down by her friend after she started trying to bite his face. <laughs> oh, why, and, why, why would you hold her down? I would just lock her in a closet. Um, I mean, I don't know what you, you got to get like a net, you know, like a Benny Hill, you like know, one of those dog catching. Yeah. One things. of those dog yeah. catching like asylum nets. You well, know, it's kind of like this is like walking dead. Like when they try to grab the biters. Right, yeah. You know, and just kind of hold yeah. them at bay. Yeah, those neck things, you know. I would just throw yeah. her in the closet yeah. and just hold the door shut. By the way, I forgot to mention, uh, the, whoever wrote this article, if if it is a person and, and not, you know, I don't know, two-thirds of a person that's an Edward Mordrake kind of creature, uh, they said New, Newark, New York, which isn't a thing. <laughs> like just... Wow. Mm, journalism. Oh, all these yeah. people with journalism degrees. My God. Anyway, her boyfriend, Rocky Rouse. Let's just let's just take that in for a second there. Now that's a porn name. Rocky Rouse. Rocky Rouse. That's like Rocky and Bullwinkle meets Mickey Mouse meets Ronda Rousey. Yeah. I don't even I'm know not what's even going quite on. sure where, the, where yeah. this is going. Yeah. Anyway. All her boyfriend, Rocky Rouse. <laughs> Also arrived at the house after he found out about Stewart's biting rampage. You know, if if I ever have a biting rampage, it's time for me to just throw in the towel. You know, if so I if I get to that point. What I'm wondering what happened here was the uh, was the was her his girlfriend hanging out with his with her friend. They do a bunch of this coke and meth combination here. She turns into a zombie, and then her friend's like, "I'm gonna call your boyfriend over here to deal with this." Yeah, it, it sounds like the situation. He's just like, oh man, she's turned into a zombie again, trying to bite your face off. <sighs> yeah. All right, I'm coming over. What a drag, man. You know? <laughs> R-O-C-K-E-Y-R-O-U-S-E. All right, so she then tried to... Ch- <laughs> she then tr- tried to take chunks out of Rouse's chest and armpits. Wow. Armpits. This couldn't be the first time. Yeah, like get a fucking, you know, put a put a, a sack, you know, like a like a sack, a burlap sack over her head so she can't bite you. Yeah, or right? something. That's or like a, a ball gag or something. Yep. Yep. You know, if I'd been there, it would have been fine. <laughs> he told the Times of Wayne County, while I was holding Lindy, she began biting me in the center of my chest and my armpit, which caused me to experience pain and discomfort. Lindy was yelling that she loved me, and she won't let them do this to me. She also said she is taking Alice to the moon, and that she would kill. She also kept saying, la, la, la. <laughs> I love how this guy remembers the dialogue. This is like... You don't even have to get me a birthday present, Dee. This is this story is enough. Alice you know? to the moon. Yeah, Norton. Uh, yeah. So anyway, Stewart was thought. Did I ever tell you about how I used to have a crush on Lindy England? No. 
the the wo- the woman uh, from the Abu Ghraib scandal of the early aughts. She she was the one. Uh, she kind of looked like a lesbian. Actually. Yes. Why why did you have a crush on her? I don't know. She was, was stocky conf- too. It was a confusing time. She knew how to like uh, put you know Arabic terrorists in like a pyramid formation though. Right, and and point, them and point to their genitals <laughs> with dogs, <laughs> with a cattle prod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. You know, sometimes I could see you being into that. Sometimes you need that. Sometimes you need a little get up and go. You need a kingmaker to make you a king. Anyway, Stewart was thought to have taken a dangerous mixture of cocaine and crystal meth before going on a rampage, which I think they already said. Yeah, they did. God damn it. I'm thinking she's on like Meow Meow or Flocka or something. Uh, I don't know, man. You don't want to mix those two things. Unless you want, I mean, unless you're pre gaming your rampage. I, I just um, can't, like, I've done both yeah. in spades. And I, I couldn't imagine, like, I, I imagine meth would just trump the, the cocaine. Like, I, I, I just think eventually it's like, I'm just going to be up forever because meth is stronger. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, even I've never, never gone there. But I imagine it's kind of like bath salts. It's kind of just like. A, That's what a, I think she's on. A crushing, uh, you know, vacuum of anxiety. <laughs> I think she's on bath salts. But I they don't th- make them anymore, motherfucker. I, I, I'm, th- I'm sure she makes her own. Yeah, I'm sure she does. Anyway, I, I can't even do that. I've tried. Stewart also turned on the police officers who were trying to restrain her. <laughs> but that's, the- that's like one of those things where it's just like, why did I become a police officer? You know? Seriously, I have to deal with this? Yeah. You do know if she was black, she would have been shot. Yeah, immediately. Yeah. Like a dog. <laughs> hey, I, I don't it's make It's true, rules. though. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. It's like if, if she was a black lady yeah. trying to bite these police officers yeah. because she's got a head full of bath salts, they would have just shot her. Yeah. Excuse me, officer, but I don't think I was doing... Blam! Rouse said, as the policeman was putting the handcuffs on Lindy, she grabbed the policeman and attempted to bite him in his face. So it's like a theme with her. Yeah. It's like a thing. The policeman was able... What's a policeman? Are you a child writing? Are children writing these things now? Is this child labor? Anyway, the policeman was able to fend off Lindy and was finally got her in handcuffs. I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure Penis where this or article no. came from. I, this is written by a, a retarded child. All right, anyway, she was arrested and taken to the hospital. Two counts of assault in the third degree. That's... Wait, so her boyfriend's actually pressing charges? It doesn't matter. If the cops see you assault someone... Yeah, yeah, I guess it's really... They can charge you regardless, so... Have you ever had to be in this situation, this precarious situation, where you have your girlfriend, she's done a bit too many uh, quaaludes or whatever, and you gotta deal with it? Like, you, you gotta talk her down. Yes, it's, it's got to be one of the worst situations any drug user has to face. Oh, yeah. Dealing with maniacs. Yeah. Trying to keep them alive, you know? And I mean, then there's nothing you could do about it. Yeah. I, I don't know what's trying worse. Trying to keep the knives away. What's worse, dealing with a really, really intoxicated girl who's puking her guts out and having to deal with that, or dealing with a girl that you're, that's like freaking out on mushrooms? Hmm. That's a, that's a good question, man. They're both kind of messy. Yeah, they're, they're both messy situations. Yeah. Michael Maracle, Rocky Rouse, Lindy Stewart. Yeah. So, <laughs> one of these are, days, Alice, 
Bam! Pow! To the moon! Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's it, uh, yeah. That's, uh... Yeah. That, that should be in your next screenplay. Yep. All right, the last story we got here is a convoluted one. This is a difficult one to follow, people, so you have to pay attention. It's a, it's a, a complex narrative. You uh, Very labyrinthine. Mm. A reporter has been arrested for pooping on the lawn of a man who put the family dog in a smoker. Oh, my. Yeah. All right. Well. It's happened in Phoenix, Arizona. Jonathan Lowe of uh, Arizona's KPHO is reporting... It was already a very strange bit of local news um, before he actually added to this narrative. Um, so let's get to the first part here. Patrick Zane Thompson, a father of four and a former college football player, admitted to putting his family's dog in a smoker on direct order of God or the devil. He didn't know which ones. Or one, one of the two. One of the two okay. forces um, were telling him to, uh, to put the family dog in in a smoker. I mean, how do you know? It's hard to tell, you know? Is a smoker like a barbecue? Is it smoked beef? I, you know, I don't even know. what it, I'm a vegetarian. I don't know these things. Um, I don't know. I'm not. I'm from the Northeast. We don't have a big fucking barbecue culture there, you know? It's well, not the South. Is a smoker like a, uh, is it, it's at the bottom of the barbecue where the coals are? That's like when you cook a whole pig, isn't it? Or that's a luau. I, yeah, no I don't idea. know. I don't yeah. know stuff. I don't know things. Um, Thompson became upset with a T-shirt that his 17-year-old daughter had been wearing. They don't specify what was on the T-shirt. I'm assuming it was probably a band that he hated. Um, but who knows, you know? Uh, investigators said he believed the shirt had to do with the devil. It's probably a Slayer shirt. Maybe mm-hmm. Motley Crue. Um, shout the devil. That paperwork says that uh, Thompson made his daughter take the shirt and go with him to a large barbecue traveler that's parked in a side yard. The smoker. Okay, the fuck so, is a barbecue traveler? I think it's a big barbecue grill. Oh, okay. And so the smoker is the bottom portion with the coals. Yeah. The smoker was lit, and I uh, think that's the name of the guy from Blues Traveler. Barbecue <laughs> yeah, traveler. Barbecue traveler. That's his name. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what she was wearing—a Blues Traveler shirt. Okay. I would do the same thing. I'd be like, "I demand you take that off, and we're gonna burn it together." Yeah, absolutely. Um, the smoker was lit, and police report that Thompson put the shirt in the trailer burning it you know i'd do the same thing for a dave matthews shirt yeah you know if you were like let's say god forbid you have children and your your (laughs) child starts wearing like a dave matthews shirt like would you say take that off now no you have to let your children make their own mistakes so you're gonna allow your kid to listen to dave matthews yeah you have to allow them to do any stupid justin bieber you're fine with that as long as it's not dangerous um yeah because kids especially like you know when they're fucking 13 or 12 or 11 or whatever, they're going to like stupid shit. It's just a fact, you know? Yeah, but what if you... Uh, you I was 14. I was, listening, life. I was listening to Green Day. You think I'm proud of that? I'm not proud of that. Yeah, but what if you're just like, you're going to listen to Bauhaus and you're going to like it? No, you can't do that. Because <laughs> what's going to happen to your you'll kid? Create, you'll create <laughs> some kind of... They, 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 we call this... this a Tom York? We call this the School <laughs> One Effect, named after the, uh, the high school, the alternative high school I went to. When there's nothing left to rebel against, you just rebel against fucking nothing, you know? Hmm. You just so rebel for the sake of that's rebelling. How you, yeah, you like force a child to listen to Bauhaus for their goddamn childhood. They become a young Republican. Then look what you did. Look yeah, what that's you, true. It's like absolutely fabulous, you know? You've created the, the daughter uh, on yeah, that you've show. you've created the paragon of evil. Yeah, like my twin. Yep. Um, so anyway, he put the shirt in the trailer. Dave Matthews burnt it right in front of her, but it didn't stop there. 
It continued. He went back into the house and he got a bit more erratic. He told his family in front of his four children that he needed to make a sacrifice of a male. Oh, my. And that's never a good thing to hear from your father. No, it isn't. It never is. Especially when you're one of the uh, male children. Right. Because you're like, God damn it. Even even the one time it was legitimate, it's still not a fun thing to hear. No. You know? Um, Thompson stated that it either had to be himself, his firstborn six-year-old son, or the family dog, which was a small white poodle weighing about 15 pounds. That's um, a no-brainer. I mean... Yeah, Thompson yeah. chose a dog. Okay. He broke the dog's neck and strangled it until it could not breathe. He then uh, told officers, this is when he was giving his report here, that the sacrifice was not done. And he had to put the dog in a lake of fire. Oh, my. Because, I mean, you can't just choke the dog. You got to burn it. Um, they put the dog in the heating element of the smoker, which was turned on. And when officers inspected the smoker later, it had an open flame. And uh, they found the dog dead inside. All this over a Smash Mouth t-shirt? <laughs> what, what? Hey, I mean, it's some bad music. I think I could see myself doing the same thing. All right. Um, so when police arrived, they found Thompson outside on the sidewalk uh, in front of the home. He is praying to God. Uh, he told police he had been smoking marijuana earlier in the day, and that it gave him a vision that something was bad, something bad was going to happen to his family, and that the Lord was going to kill him for what he had done. Hmm. You know, they never specify what kind of marijuana he was smoking. You know, was it a sativa? Was it an indica? Yeah. Was it green crack? Was it Girl Scout cookies? Was it LDB or whatever the fuck? Was it schnazzleberry? I yeah. want to know so I don't buy it. Yeah. You know, I don't want to like, you know, kill my cat. Was it scoodle-doodle-doo? <laughs> you know, why does that. weed have such terrible names? Like, that's the thing so with annoying. weed. If you want it to be taken seriously, if you yeah. want to legitimize the pot industry, then why not just call it something a little more mature? Right. Than purple Urkel. I mean, in my day, we go to we go to the open air drug market and buy heroin, and it would be branded body bags, you know, and that's the way we liked it. Well, it's named by guys that still have blacklight posters in their homes, right? Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so anyway, but uh, he was arrested, is being held on hundred thousand dollars bail, but the story did not end there. This is part three. There's three oh parts my. to this story. Jesus, it's like a fucking so, Shakespeare play. Yeah, I know. This is the third mm. part. This is the final act here. Hey, now, get your sacrifice out of the smoker rampage. <laughs> so it turns out there was a report that one of the reporters who had been on the scene had also been arrested that day and cited for business that one normally doesn't tend to, to do in public. Public defecation. So a reporter was arrested for public defecation. The reporter that was arrested was none other than Jonathan Lowe of KPHO Arizona, who had been reporting on this very, this very scene. And this was at the same barbecue? Right outside. Jesus. So when the guy was getting arrested, what turned out what happened is Lowe chose to use the front yard of the residence to relieve himself. Yeah. An onlooker from across the street called it into the officers. Uh, they approached him. He said he had, had to relieve himself and they arrested him. He just took a... Oh, okay, he didn't defecate. He took a dump. Yeah, he took a dump in the front yard. Oh. He said he had to do it. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, I mean, what are you, you going to do? You run in the house. You run in the house, man. But he can't go in this house. And this, He's a reporter. He He's know. there. You could just be like, I'm a reporter. Uh, people don't know. You know? I mean, it comes... It, this guy had a split second decision. Haven't you ever walked into like a TGI Fridays or something because you need to use the bathroom? And then they're like, hello, sir. And you're just like, and you just, just go runs. past them. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm a little more courteous. Like I'd probably mm. try to come up with some kind of uh, creative lie about why I'm there. 
You, you just know? you got to ask. I'm about to order some Oreo madness, but before yeah. that, not not permission, you know, um, ask forgiveness. Yo, know, this guy, I guess, I mean, it was emergency, you know, and he had to do this. And uh, apparently, a neighbor must have seen him squatting in front of the home. That's I don't I don't even know, you know, I don't even know, man. And believe it or not, you this know. is what blows my mind. He's still currently working at the station. Yeah, an unidentified employee said Lowe had a reputation of being a good reporter. Couldn't he have at least gone in a bush or something, for fuck's sake? I think he was at, like, the side of the home. I don't think he was right in the middle of the yard. I just think a neighbor just saw him and was just like, oh, my God, what's that guy doing? Jesus Christ. Uh, but he had a reputation of being a good reporter. And while he did leave highly pertinent details out of his report, such as, you know, dropping a deuce there on the front lawn. Right. Uh, the fact that he still managed to file the story after being arrested and booked uh, reveals a dedication to the news. Hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. Although, you gotta, you gotta admit, now this guy's got a nickname. Um, you know, the pooper or whatever. Right. I mean, they're gonna, obviously, like, throughout uh, the news organization, everyone's gonna have a nickname for him. Hmm. I'd, you know, I would just go move somewhere else and get a new job. Right. Well, you know, it... Didn't make sense not to live for fun. Your brain gets smart, but your head gets dumb. Who said that? I believe it was Albert Einstein. Oh, no, it was, I'm sorry, Smash Mouth. Smash, Smash Mouth. Mouth. Oh, yeah. Okay, all right, yeah. all right, all right. Sounds like that. Which caused this whole mess, I think. I think I it all, like, I think Smash Mouth yeah. was the, uh, the uh, initiation. I think it was, mm. the, it was the starting point of this whole uh, craziness. I say all so, this insanity. I did it all for the nookie. If you could go back in time and, I don't know, take Smash Mouth's mother, you know, when she was pregnant with him, roller skating or something, you would have been able to uh, erase all this from ever happening. I, I, I think about that a lot, honestly. Just going back yeah, and yeah, destroying yeah. the source. And sometimes I think about, like, if I had a time machine, like, I would go back to stop 9-11 but then I'd like change my mind and I'd just make sure that Seth MacFarlane got his flight that day, you know, and Mark Wahlberg. I wanted to see that goddamn teddy bear. Fuck that shit. People send your story. Sick Wrong Podcast at Hotmail.com. We have some phone calls coming up. Remember, there's a new Sick Wrong Hotline number, 323-522-4032. Before we get to that, here's another word from our sponsor. Hey, kids, do you like sex toys? Then go to adamandeve.com and make a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. You'll get 50% off your first item, three free adult DVDs, free shipping, and a gift so sensual I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and bukkake. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you. So we got some phone calls to get to. 323-522-4032 is the number of the new hotline. Phone um, calls. Phone calls. Sick wrong phone calls. Let's play the first one here. Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, this is the uh, Cabron guy again. I gave you guys a lecture on the meaning of the word Cabron a few weeks back. Uh, oh, yeah. You remember this? Uh, you had the definition of Cabron. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. And so is this, this guy a, yeah. uh, learned us. Is this a, a, a person speaking, or is this an electricity being that it's existing somehow, like in some like kind of Like an astral plane or yeah, something? Yeah, because that's what it sounds like. It doesn't hmm. sound like a human. It sounds like somebody in the phone line. So, I, I don't really have a shit story. This is a cum story. So, 
Well, you know, we got to keep it cerebral sometimes. Yeah. So <laughs> here we go. Oh, we have a shit story coming up. I was jerking off the other day, and I hadn't jerked off for like a week. And as I'm getting ready to finish, I know that it's going to be crazy because I haven't jerked off in a while. So I look down to make sure that it's not getting all over the place. And what happens? I come right in my own fucking mouth. Ah, amateur mistake. Probably the grossest thing that has ever happened to me in my life. And what Anyways, did it taste like? That's all. And what did it, it taste? <laughs> God damn it! You know, I don't, I don't even understand how that's possible. Mm. Like he was like looking down at his dick while he's masturbating. Like, how does that even work? You're not staring at your dick. Don't you have like a towel or something you're jacking off into? He like was, this guy's jacking off completely vertically. He wanted to make sure he had an angle. And apparently, he didn't. This was intentional, is what I'm getting at. I think this was intentional. I don't think this is like, oh no, I made a big mistake. Oopsie. Yeah. Well, I Oopsie, mean, come in my mouth. In theory, it always sounds like a good idea to be like, I wonder what it tastes like. I'm going to taste it one of these days. But then once you're actually doing it, you're like, I don't want it. <laughs> you know? Have you done like a shot of your own cum? Like in a shot glass? In a shot glass? Or, okay. I mean, have I, inge- have I uh, used it IV intravenously? Um, no, I've done neither. But, uh, you know, but th- that's the thing. When I jerk off, it's like I know there's going to be some semen being expelled out of my penis. So I have like a towel or something I'm going to jack off into. I'm not just shooting it randomly all over my face. This reminds me of a caller that we had who said that he accidentally got some on his cat. Accidentally got some on How many times have you ever got your own semen, your own ball milk on your cat? Uh, none, but, uh, you know, I... I switched to the uh, once you once you go uh, flashlight, you never really go back. So, would you use a flashlight? Oh yeah, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> How long have you been using a flashlight? Like since I moved here. Well, you went out and bought one. I bought it on the internet. It was it? I mean, it, it, do you clean it? Do you put it in like uh, I do. your sink? I do. I probably need to buy a new one. Let's just say it's <laughs> like. I think why I, why use a flashlight versus your own hand? There's a little Edward Mordrake in there. Um <laughs> because it's a vagina because it's like a fake vagina, you know? It's great. It doesn't feel like a vagina. That, well, I guess I've never used one, no, so I don't it's, really know. It's literally the mold of someone's vagina and it's a Wait, do you, do it's you, a flesh like substance. <laughs> but you know? do you buy like a vagina of a particular porn star? I, I just got whatever one was on sale. It's like Jenna Edgerton. It's somebody I don't know who it is. It's like, yeah, this one's modeled after Jenna Edgerton or somebody, you know, whoever. Okay, so when your sister was in, in town, did you hide it or is it yes. just sitting there on your desk? I hide everything, man. Okay, all right. I just want to make sure because I don't even know what I would say if a girl everything came in Everything goes here. in the suitcase and the suitcase is locked. Okay, so, so after you, you take your bag of tricks, you just kind of hide it in the yeah, vault. Yeah, That's a good idea. Wow. Does your flashlight have a name or is it just flashlight? It's just flashlight. You don't name it. You know? No, but is there a brand name? Is there like a particular oh. brand? I, it might be a flashlight. Like the Terminator a, or something. Well, flashlight is a brand name. Okay, so it's the and official it flashlight. I think it is, yeah. Hmm. And right. it's a, yeah, it's like a weird flesh colored, the actually the outside of it, which is kind of weird. Does it have like pubic hair on it? No. No. <laughs> All right, here's an idea. Yeah. When you need to get a new flashlight, why not just go to adamandeve.com, use the coupon code DIDDLE. That's a good, that, yeah. 
Get a I clip. Will, get a clip bumper. I will do that. You could use a clip bumper to uh, to pleasure your flashlight while you're fucking it. I mean, <laughs> I'm not. I'm probably not far off from from that dark road. You know. All right. Final question here about the flashlight. Yeah. So you blow your load in it, right? What is this? Why is this so outrageous to you? I just find it really funny because I've yeah. never met a single guy that has one. Yeah. I mean, why use your hand? It's not. You know. It's not I, ideal. I guess not. I mean, it's, it's, it, I would use, I mean, people in prison use Fifi towels. It's the same thing. Right. So wait, when you blow your load though, do you blow your load in it and then yeah. you have to dump it out? Yeah. Then you have to dump it out. Oh. Well, I guess. But it's like, it, it's like sometimes you get lazy and then you don't and you just put it like back up. The, and then next time you want to masturbate, you're like, oh shit, man. I got to deal with, you know, you got like two week old cum just yeah, sitting like, in there. All I got a gelatinous. Yeah. God, that's disgusting. Uh, well, there, there you go. Mm. I mean, dude, get a flashlight. It's like so you formed don't... into a homunculus or something in there, you know, get a flashlight. So, uh, you don't quote unquote accidentally jerk off in your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What do you have for the second one? And please spay or neuter your homunculus. Uh, this is from your golem. This is yeah. This is <laughs> from uh, Herbie the Cat Man. Remember that weird guy who's like my cat Herbie. I was twacked out on. Oh, that sounds familiar. Yeah, Herbie. yeah, yeah. Hey, <clears throat> Jesus. It's D Michael here, man. The guy with the- D Michael. D Michael. That's his name. Uh, okay, I didn't actually. D know what Michael. His name was. Weird ass voice. So. This one time, man, I was living out in Sitch Heights or whatever. <laughs> With a bunch of- Weren't you saying uh, that if if uh, this guy lived locally in L.A., you would pay to get like a like a one man show or one finance, act play? Yeah, I would finance a one man show where he just like <laughs> tells stories, you know. And I would you play maybe banjo? a couple maybe a couple costume changes? Would you play banjo to yes, accompany? Of course, it? I would. God, that would be an amazing yeah. show. Because I love his delivery, you know? Because <laughs> it's kind of like he's like, I don't know. It's like he's telling a story on Hee Haw or something, you know? I kind of think he sounds like a rebellious, like, young mm. Bob Dylan or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, man, I was sitting there, man. Yeah. Friends and shit. And this one guy comes over. I don't really remember his name. Weird-ass motherfucker. But these been like, I guess at the point of this time when he came over, that man was Donovan. Oh, he's been out for about a month, month and a half, twacked out his motherfucking mind, right? So we had this little porcelain duck thing, you know, we used for the ashtray. He walks up to this motherfucking duck and just starts looking at him like... Got, you know, I'm trying to listen to the story, but I'm also just uh, <laughs> imagining him on a stage with like a fake street, you know, background. <laughs> man, this cat comes up to me, twacked out. Man, I could almost know, I could almost hear yeah. it with like a you know not even a banjo like an upright bass like mm. doom, 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 <laughs> doom, doom, doom. and he's just like man yeah. one time don't be a square yeah. but uh so so what's going on here is he's hanging out with his friends yeah they use a porcelain duck as an ashtray sure and this homeless guy walks up to them and is about to steal the duck I, I'm not quite sure what happens here. right. And he starts fucking talking to it. It's like, shut up. He's just sitting there like, dude, Mr. Quackers, man, you're so fucking inspirational. And like, he comes over to this man, he's like, dude, that duck, that duck is a man, man. It's Mr. Quackers, man. He's fucking smart. You should listen to him. And he fucking walks off. Man, 
tell me that I'm not the only one that this happened to, man. Just like, fucking tweakers, bro. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was a perfect narrative. I mean, what the f- I mean... No, I- that was great. I mean, I can totally see that. Yeah. Let's... Let's like Bravo. give a nice round of applause. Bravissimo! There. Yeah, no, that that's yeah. that. You know, I could see this guy delivering like I don't know ten uh, vignettes. Yeah, you know, with that upright bass, Harrison playing upright bass in the background. You know, he's got to be smoking a cigarette. Yeah, the absolutely. whole time. So uh, this guy was calling the uh, the duck, Mister Crackers. Yeah, so he had a crazy homeless guy ap- approach him and start yelling at the porcelain duck yes you know that's not out of the ordinary no homeless it, people love to yell it at uh inanimate objects I and mean, me is, yeah you know I mean, this is quite common i can i can see harrison being a magnet for crazy homeless i people. am that's why i didn't move when i when i first moved here i was going to move downtown but i was like if i just stand on this on the sidewalk for two hours somebody be like kill the archangel gabriel and stab me through the heart Pied you know? Piper of the Dispossessed. Yeah. That's what would happen there. Yeah. yeah you don't want to You don't want to deal with that. Um, you're not alone there, though. You know, I've had many altercations with uh, homeless people. In fact, yesterday, I was um, with a lady friend of mine, and uh, I, I parked right behind her, and I was about to leave, and there's this homeless guy just sitting there, just sitting down right behind us. He was just sitting there, and he was yelling something about God. I don't know what it was. Had no shoes on. And I was just like, what if God were one of us? I'm like, just a slob, like one of us. Man. I'm like, what am I going to do here? Yeah. So I had to go out. And I was like, hey, excuse me. Excuse me. Can you go do that there? Like over there across the street. And the guy just kind of was looking at me, kept ranting. I was like, no, you got to go. I got to get car out. And believe it or not, he actually moved. Hmm. He moved across the street, sat down and was just ranting. So that's what I'm saying. Like, what this guy should have done is taken that duck and threw it across the street. Let the homeless guy go yell at it over there. You have to. I mean, I'm surprised that worked. I could. I, yeah, I'm surprised I could pull too. off a maneuver like that because I can speak many languages. But <laughs> do you just go and start speaking like a carny to him? No ring toss. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I I do love that guy. Yeah. D. Michael. You need to do a spoken word performance. Yeah, totally, man. One act play, D. Michael. Yeah. All right, what's the last one here? All right. Hey, Dean Harrison. Uh, Just uh, lying in bed with my fiance and just reminded me of uh, a funny story my uh, my mate told me of the first time he and his uh, girlfriend, who he's been with for about, I don't know, about 12, 13 years, the first time they ever slept together. Um... Yeah, they'd been going out for a while, first time they ever slept together, and uh, they went out for dinner, went back to, to her house, and he was, uh, they were in bed, they, you know, slept together, and then um, in the middle of the night, he sort of opens his, <laughs> he opens his eyes, and he just feels a bit of a rumble, and then just fucking shits the bed completely, and then um, he was just lying there for a few minutes, just thinking, oh, fuck, what am I going to do? And so he basically starts rocking his girlfriend, and he just goes, "Joelle, I've shit the bed." Well, see, he doesn't have your crafty Jew brain. You yeah, know? no, he he didn't actually. Yeah, yeah you know, and people who have read uh, my book, "Play Something Nancy," will be familiar with that story. Yeah. But so this guy, how long it's, have they been dating? A, I believe that's the chapter called "A Justification for Pogroms." 
<laughs> um, this guy had been dating this girl. This is the first time he had ever actually had sex with mm. her. Usually that's a deal breaker. You yeah. know what? He should have done what I did, but I'll tell you what I did mm. afterwards. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, basically woke her up. And uh, and then they spent about the next hour or so cleaning up the base. And, uh, well, they're still together. 12 this, who's this guy, Willy Wonka? How do you turn that situation around? I don't even understand how that yeah. could even happen. Even if most girls, even if Brad Pitt shit the bed, they're still going to be like, ah, they get, they won't yeah. be able to get it out of their mind. Right. I mean, I, have you ever like accidentally farted around a girl and then they bring it up every now and then? Um. Well, when you're in a relationship for a, no, a time. No, but I'm saying the beginning of the relationship. I remember one time mm. I, uh, the first, I think it was like the first time we had sex. You know, like you're you're moving around in weird positions. You know, you usually have sex after you eat, and I ripped the fart. This girl brought it up almost every time. She goes, "Remember the first time we had sex? And you farted." It's like if you shit the bed the first time you had sex, that that's never going to be erased. That memory of that moment, I, I can't even believe. I like what I, I mean. Done, I, I could turn anything into entertainment. You know. I can't. All right. Well, let's see what this guy did here. I mean, even my misery. At the very least, it's fucking entertaining to other people. 13 years down the line, so, um, yeah, obviously wasn't that bad. Anyway, I thought I'd share that story with you because uh, I've been trying to get my mate. He's got so many funny stories, and he was it was he who introduced me to Sick and Wrong, but he's so fucking busy, he's never got any time to do it, so I end up telling some of his stories on his behalf. But anyway, keep up with the good work, lads. I'll speak to you later. Cheers. All right. Yeah, I got to say, though, if uh, you did shit the bed the first time you had sex with this girl and she actually cleaned it, cleaned it up and she's still willing to entertain entertain you even though you've done this, you probably should marry a girl like that. Yes. Um, because that's a girl that's probably not going to cheat on you. Right. She'll probably be devoted for the rest of her, of good, her life. Good sense of humor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mm. what, what I did in this situation, my crafty Jew brain, uh, this was years ago. I actually ended up... It's in a story in my book called Cashmere. Um, long story short, I ended up hooking up with this stripper that I worked with. And we had done a lot of cocaine. And I had been having intestinal distress earlier that day and that night. And I ended up shitting her bed. I, it was a lot of shit. It was diarrhea. It was like all over her bed. And so I panicked. I had the same thing. I had panicked, didn't know what to do. And uh, it was like, I don't know, it was almost like an epiphany. Like, I just all of a sudden was like, I know what I need to do. And I, I, I got out of bed very skillfully, very quietly, cleaned up in the bathroom. And then what I did is I took the girl and I positioned her over the feces. Yes. And I scooped it up and I put it like on her thighs. And she was passed out. Like, she didn't even, because I got up at like 6 a.m. And, and, and yeah, you know, and then, I, and then I took off. I left. And so uh, she thought she had done it. And I never said anything about it. I never brought it up. She never spoke to me again. But no one ever found out that I shit her bed. So that's what I'm saying, people. If you uh, shit a girl's bed accidentally, just put her, the shit on the girl. That's what you need to do. It's the best, that's, that's the best advice I can give you in my 41 years of existence. You're a monster. <laughs> you know that girl still thinks about this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 But uh, hey. Therapy. You know, yeah. Crafty. Uh, people call the Sigurong hotline, 323-522-4032. Uh, we do have one email we got, sigurongpodcasthotmail.com. Uh, this came in from Brolga, Brolga in Australia. He says, Brolga here on the Fosters in Australia. Good show, fellas. 
I do need to ask one question of you, Harrison. By the way, I think you're way better than Lance. Why have you not just shot yourself already? Does that make any sense? But, uh, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's not really a question. Uh, it's par- partially a question. You can only drag your self-pity on for so long, and then you'll need to act. As an outsider, I reckon you should just have a Foster's and harden the fuck up. I don't know any porn stars, and I can assure you in married life, my feathers are few and far between. The show wouldn't be as good, though, if you were a normal fuck. So, uh, so don't kill yourself. Um, I tried to ring, but I'm pissed and I couldn't work it out. Broga, Australia. There is an inverse relationship between, <laughs> or a, a correlating relationship between my um, depression and my humor. As my depression goes up and gets worse. The funnier you become. Yeah, I, I tend to get funnier. It's like a thing. You know, I agree. It's like, I, I, I like your uh, your mental issues. Yeah. I think it brings something yeah. to the show. Does everyone, do, I, I feel like I'm, I'm from a parallel earth now. Every man's name in Australia begins with bro, right? That's I think that I think Brolga. Yeah, Brolga. Breadwine. Yeah. Yeah. Bratwurst. Broliver. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And they all drink Fosters. Yes. I like how this guy drank so many Fosters mm. he forgot how to or didn't even forgot, couldn't mm. figure out how to use a phone. Well, let me try to answer your question. First of all, I don't think I'd use a gun because I don't own a gun. And um arguably I may not even be allowed to buy a gun. Because of my, I, I could imagine I could imagine you history. passing the evaluation. <laughs> However, they, they look at James Holmes. Well, I, you know, I have a stuff. I don't know. Eh, my thing, my things are expunged. Who knows? Anyway, so as I find as I get older, it seems like more and more of a possibility. Like you know, well, you know, you're you're this age and you don't you're not supporting a child and you're past the point of getting a girlfriend like you're just too much of a mess to get a girlfriend at this point and you have a job you don't like and it's like what's the point well at least you have a penis i do have a penis but (laughs) you get to the point where it's like what is what am i doing and why and what is the point you question your own mortality your own existence getting because it's like how long are you supposed to live man I you picture know, you doing I'd just an like, overdose. I'd be like an old man if it were the Middle Ages. Can't I picture just... you ODing. I picture right. an overdose. Honestly, if I were going to OD, I probably would have fucking done it by now. You know? So I, well, I have then, done it by now. It just doesn't... I don't die. How would you snuff it then? If you had to choose a way? Well, the problem with overdosing is everyone I knew who was a junkie who killed themselves hung themselves. They didn't overdose. Because you're like, I'm going to kill myself with my beloved love heroin but then you just end up just doing heroin for a week and you know it like it's hmm. it's like wait a minute i could die or i could just feel awesome for a week yeah but why not take like it's tempting. Know, 12 oxycontin and drink like a, a fifth of jack daniels 12 oxycontin is like a fucking advil to me dude all right <laughs> okay on. 60 oxycontin okay, and okay. drinking that and drink like a fifth of jack daniels uh you could do that um, if, if, you know, some people might be uh, afraid that that is not a, a manly method of suicide, if one cared about such things, <laughs> is, is which this I like do bravado? Is there male bravado that, that, that comes into play here when, oh, there you, is. When, you're, when you're killing yourself? There is actually, yeah. I if, must be like Hemingway. Yeah, no, there's like a, you know, it's well, he like, blew his head that off, is right? a feminine way of, yeah, no, he blew his head off in the hallway so that his wife would have to step over his headless fucking body to get out of the house. 
Ooh, that's revenge. You know, that's that's how that's how you do it. That's how you take that. It to that town. is how you do it. Go out like Hemingway. Sometimes I think like, like I'd like to go on like go on a cruise, and then just like fall off the boat, and then. Because then there's no like body to find for people. You don't have your loved ones finding your body and stuff. I know? guess, but then you're gonna drown. Like, why not well, just no, jump you, off you like the Golden Gate Bridge? You take a bunch of drugs first. Oh, and then yeah. just like people yeah, you see you even... jump off. You know, they're like, I don't know. He was on the boat, and we were on the booze cruise, and whatever. You know, would you go with? And your there wife? was a gambler magician performing. Uh, what? Would you go with your wife? I don't like have a wife. No, but I'm just saying, like, would you go with your family or would you just go on this cruise by yourself? If I had a wife, I probably wouldn't, even, you know, we'd be having a whole different conversation. Um, <laughs> I don't know because I don't go on cruises, except I almost went on the Juggalo cruise once, and I, but I couldn't get tickets. God, I wish, like, the whole cruise yeah. of the Juggalo cruise, like, the entire boat mm. would just commit suicide. Yeah, I mean, boats, I don't know. I haven't <laughs> been on a boat since I worked on a fucking clam call hogging boat you know well uh thank you brolga don't uh give harrison any other good ideas here okay because we need him on the show it wouldn't be as it wouldn't be as amusing if he was normal could you imagine yeah think about that what would i talk about what i don't know what did normal people talk about well they definitely don't talk about feathers yeah they're like oh have you seen the latest episode of entourage (laughs) i will email you about it using microsoft entourage isn't that funny that is funny. Some people say that I should be a comedian. You know, like that's what I would be. That's what it would be like. Well, then that's why you need to kill yeah. yourself. Yeah. I mean, the world does not need another stand-up comedian. Right. Uh, people email the show, com. iTunes, best way to listen to the show. You subscribe, rate, comment. It uh, does really help us out. Uh, we did get some good comments this week, actually. And uh, I forgot. I always forget to print them out. You know, one of these days during show prep... I'll have you go to the uh, iTunes page, and then you can actually read some of these witty comments that we get. But we do Show appreciate prep. it. You make it sound like we're fucking surgeons or something. <laughs> <laughs> also, T-shirts. That's the best way to support the show. If you want to support the show, buy a T-shirt. Wear it around. Let people know that you listen to podcasts. Yes. It's almost worse than not having a penis. Like, I'd almost rather not have a penis than, than have people know that I listen to podcasts all the time. But hey, who knows? And if you can't get a t-shirt, try going on a screwball rampage. Because a screwball is now what I'm calling the cocaine crystal meth mix. Screwball. That's yeah. a good thing. Yeah, I like so, that. Screwball, screwball rampage. Let's How do about it. this? Screwball rampage and then buy a sick and wrong shirt. So get a sick and wrong shirt, then go on a screwball rampage, then bite off the face of your life partner, and yeah. then get in the news and spread the word about the show. That is some guerrilla advertising. That's some get up and go right there. Yeah. Sickandwrongpodcast.com slash store. Get yourself a t-shirt while they last. Uh, Sick and Wrong Song of the Week. We've had another rock death. Another celebrity rocker death. Oh, shit. I, don't even, I haven't even kept track. It's hard to keep track because yeah. there's one every week. And it's never the rockers you want to die. Like We've named several rockers today on Will this, you just tell me show. who died? I'm getting upset I'm just now. telling you. I, I'm building it up here. <sighs> you know, any of the guys from Smash Mouth could have died. And we'd be like, all right, that's okay. Yeah. Dave Matthews wouldn't be upset at all. Uh, Robert Durst or Fred Durst he died would you care uh, no but I, to be honest I don't care when people I like die that much because usually they're they, what they haven't done anything worth listening to in 30 years anyway so well how about the drummer from Megadeth 
Is that the guy that fucking died? Is that the guy that died, really? <laughs> Nick Menza, yeah. Ugh. He's a former Megadeth drummer who performed mm. with the thrash metal outfit's classic lineup for almost a decade. He died yesterday, yesterday mm. night, after collapsing on stage during a show at the Baked Potato in Studio City. Oh. Have you ever been to that place? No. It's a, it's like a jazz bar, hmm. but it's really cheesy. I've, I've been there once, and I've seen, like, I forget who I saw there. It was a friend of mine's jazz band. It was no, actually, I was there with a, I was there with a a high school friend of mine, a friend of mine from high school. She was in town and she wanted to go have a drink and see her friend perform, and it was terrible. I also hate jazz, um, but anyway, this place is called the Baked Potato, and uh, apparently Nick Menza was in a band called Ohm O H M, which is kind of like this, I don't know, metal fusion jazz band okay and uh, so while he was playing he collapsed during the third song into the set which probably is a good thing because people have to listen to the rest of it uh but he suffered a massive heart attack it was pronounced dead upon arrival god damn i'm um, at the hospital yeah so anyway i feel like we should play a megadeth song and that's going to be an awful funeral because you know dave mustaine's going to speak and he's just gonna <laughs> it's it's going to be nothing about the guy it's just going to be weird anti-government fucking libertarian rhetoric is his eulogy, you know? And he's going to go, I mean, isn't he like a crazy oh, Christian now? He's like you born again. What's yeah. that? Isn't he like born again now? Yeah. But yeah. I mean, even when back in the day, he still had, to, you know, an album cover with the UN being bombed. Well, Because that, the UN is such a fucking threat to everyone. Wh- which is the, the primary reason why we're going to end the show with Peace Cells, which uh, it, it, it's his uh, rant yeah. about, the, uh, about dispelling the stereotypes about the band and heavy metal fans in general. Um, because back then they thought that metal fans were lazy and anti-government, anti-religion, which Mustaine says is all untrue. So uh, the, the song we're going to end the show here is Peace Cells, which is from uh, Megadeth's second album called Peace Cells Who's Buying. Were you ever a Megadeth fan? No. I, you know, I used to like him back in the day. Mm-hmm. I kind of hate Dave Mustaine, though. I mean, he's, he's such a horrific human being. That he got kicked out of a band full of the worst people <laughs> ever to grace Although, the face of the earth. I gotta say, at the time when they kicked him out, Metallica was actually kind of cool. Like there, there were a few albums that Metallica was actually kind of cool, and then they became the worst band ever. Ah, uh, when was this? Nineteen eighty-two. Oh, when dude, they were cool? I, I, like uh, I mean, and Justice for All Look, was a damn wait, fine album. Hey, hey, hey. The Ride album, the Lightning, the great al- record. Yeah, but th- those are great records. They're still horrible people. All right. I, I'm, I I'm maintain, saying I think success changed them. It was the Black Album that changed them. I maintain any amount of success they met, it immediately changed them into the horrible people you see today. Okay, changed Hammett and, uh, yeah. and uh, uh, what's his name? The lead singer guy. I forget his name right now. But Lars Ulrich was always a terrible person. Hetfield, James Hetfield. I can- James Hetfield and Hammett got a little lame after the Black Album came out. A little um, lame. But uh, Lars Ulrich was always just the devil. I mean, I can hate James Hetfield and like and Justice for All and still get his penis, you know, transplanted onto mine if need be. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> who's Okay, whose penis would you rather have? Dave Mustaine's or uh, James Hetfield's? I'm going to go with Hetfield. Yeah. Dave Mustaine's penis, like... It's so angry. It's gonna just be so angry. I bet you. Hef- I bet you Hetfield has a bigger dick anyway. Who knows? I don't want to. Let's anyway, not go there. We're Thank gonna you. end the show here with peace cells. Rest in peace, Nick Menza, former Megadeth drummer. Horrible way to go. Although you gotta say, if you're gonna die doing something you love, it's, 
it's better than like autoerotically asphyxiating yourself. It's also going to suck when your last name is the same as an organization that would never allow you in it. <laughs> yeah, but he has a Z in it. Oh, not an S. You've ruined my... Okay, whatever. Anyway, people will be back next week with episode 534. Until then, take it Susie.
Mangasika Rong.